Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. This is the Daily DC Impeachment Watch, a podcast dedicated to up-to-the-minute reporting and analysis of this historic political drama. I'm Zach Wolf, a senior writer at CNN and the publisher of CNN's Impeachment Watch newsletter. I've also got a raspy voice today, so I apologize for that. Uh, please subscribe to that newsletter at CNN.com slash impeachment. Today, I'm filling in for regular host David Chalian, uh, and I've got two fantastic guests to help me make sense of the state of play for impeachment as we move towards uh, the trial in the Senate. Uh, in a few minutes, we'll be talking with Sungmin Kim, a Washington Post White House reporter and a CNN political analyst. But first, I'm joined by my colleague, CNN reporter and producer Marshall Cohen. Welcome back to the podcast, Marshall. Thank you, Zach. We all got something of a break from impeachment last night when uh, I I presume everybody in town uh, tuned in to this uh, Democratic debate. It was it was the first one uh, that had uh, sort of winnowed down the field. There were only seven people on stage uh, and Donald Trump played a pretty big role in that or at least impeachment did. Lay it out. What, What exactly happened and why did you find it interesting? Well, yeah, uh, it was it was all impeachment, right, for that first what felt like forever, um, but maybe the first 20 or 30 minutes of the uh, PBS Politico debate last night. Um, Interesting first question, to be honest, uh, which was posed to all of the candidates. They all got a chance to answer, which the question kind of was like, um, what could you say to make a stronger? You all support impeachment. So what's the strongest case you can make uh, to convince Americans to get on board? Um, I thought that would be a question better posed for maybe a political analyst as opposed to a political candidate. Um, but each candidate took their turn kind of making their case, um, some more convincing than others. I would say, uh, you know, on the impeachment front, uh, Liz Warren has really been uh, a leader on that. You know, she came out after the Mueller report uh, was released in the spring and threw down the gauntlet on impeachment when uh Many of the other candidates didn't join her until the Ukraine situation blew up in the fall. Um, well, you got to give Tom Steyer his due. He he was running TV commercials and, right. and you know basically pivoted from being the climate change candidate to being the impeachment candidate. You're absolutely right. Um, I I guess if you to. I was thinking about the top tier, but he was on the stage, too, absolutely. And he's spent millions of his own dollars, hard-earned dollars, on TV ads across the whole country calling for impeachment even before Mueller was done, Um, which has kind of been a key talking point from the Republicans, right, Zach? How they were saying that Democrats wanted to impeach Trump uh, basically from the very start. Uh, And I guess Steyer, Tom Steyer, is kind of proof of that. But, 
you know, and and that's an that's a that's a key point I think for Democrats. I believe everybody on the stage uh, supported impeachment before we knew about Ukraine, uh, the Ukraine thing uh, scandal. So it, it is true that Democrats, at least those running for president, uh, many of them, if not all of them, were supporting his impeachment even before the thing for which he was impeached right. became they, known. They were ahead of the Democrats in Congress, by and large, who were sort of uh, the, the damn broke in September with the emergence of the whistleblower. You're absolutely right that the Republic, the, the Democrats uh, running for president were ahead of the Democrats in Congress. And interestingly, one woman who was not on that stage who cast a very interesting vote on impeachment, of course, was Tulsi Gabbard, um, who voted present on Article 1 and Article 2 of impeachment. Um, you know, kind of making the case, not on the debate stage, because she wasn't there for that, but making the case on her Twitter feed and elsewhere that um, this process is just tearing the country apart and um, she's not going to play into either side. Um, you know, and, and and that kind of speaks to uh, something interesting that I think Andrew Yang had to say. Let, let's take a listen to that. What we have to do is we have to stop being obsessed over impeachment, which unfortunately strikes many Americans like a ball game where you know what the score is going to be, and start actually digging in and solving the problems that got Donald Trump elected in the first place. So that's not completely unlike what Tulsi Gabbard was saying on her Twitter feed, which is, you know, we know what's going to happen in this uh, impeachment saga. It's not going to end with Trump being removed from office. Uh, It it will add a stain to his presidency, but it's not going to end his presidency. Um, Do you think that Democrats are getting so focused on this that it's going to distract voters? I think that's kind of what Trump uh, is arguing, that it will that it will build him up and unite the Republicans and they will ride to victory uh, on, on the back back of impeachment. So it's a balance, right? Because the Democrats actually they've got people right now in D plus 50 districts with super liberals, you know, out in California or parts of New York City. And they also have people in Republican districts in Oklahoma or South Jersey. Um, so some of the more liberal members of the Democratic uh, caucus are going to go home over this break and run on the fact that we went and impeached Donald Trump and everybody's going to cheer. And then other ones are going to go to their districts and they're going to talk about the USMCA trade deal. And they're going to talk about um, possibly getting rid of some of the uh, deductions, the tax deductions that have been uh, really hurting people in blue states like New York and New Jersey. So like bread and butter issues. Um, But to get back at what Andrew Yang was saying last night, you know, that was classic Andrew Yang. You know, he's been saying the whole time that, you know, forget about the noise, forget about the politics. Let's talk about what propelled Donald Trump into office, which is the economics of what's happening in our country with manufacturing, with um, AI uh, and, and, uh, you know, what the jobs of the future look like. And, you know, I think a lot of people might a lot of people are listening to what he's saying. I, I hear this that, you know, well, he, he's not necessarily going to be president, but he's got a lot of good ideas. And that's kind of his brand right now, which is like, hey, I've got the good ideas because I actually understand what's helping what, what's happening in the economy. And I'm the one who can fix it. And, you know, the point is, I think that Democrats have control of the House. They were able to com- impeach Donald Trump because they won uh, House seats in districts 
that he carried in 2016. So if they're going to defeat him, they have to convince people in those types of districts uh, to support them again uh, in 2020. Okay, Marshall, let's hold it right there. Reporter Sungmin Kim is set to join the conversation. But first, this quick break. Welcome back to the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. I'm Zach Wolf. Marshall Cohen is still with me, and we're pleased to welcome Washington Post White House reporter Sungmin Kim. She's also a CNN political analyst. Sungmin, thank you for joining us. And I just want to say we've been fact-checking ourselves a little bit during the break, and it turns out that Joe Biden and Andrew Yang did not support impeachment until after the Ukraine scandal broke. So it's important to see, I think, I think those facts. Um, But it is certainly true that most of the candidates supported impeachment uh, during the Mueller uh, report scandal. Uh, and, and, and Marshall was making the point that uh, Congress, specifically Nancy Pelosi, sort of had to be drugged to impeachment uh, by the rest of the party. Um, you know, Ukraine sort of the, the, the Ukraine scandal created that impetus for her. And now uh, we're, we're in a situation where she is the face of this impeachment battle for Democrats. Um, and she's locked, I guess, in a standoff. Uh, you could call it that with Mitch McConnell. What is going to o- over the rules of a Senate trial? So lay it out. What exactly is going to happen over Christmas break, the holiday break? Um, are, are they going to be, you know, at each other's throats over this? Or are they going to take, take some time off? What are you hearing? Well, nothing much of substance may occur over the two-week holiday recess. Because first of all, remember that the House actually hasn't even sent over the articles of impeachment to the Senate. And until the until those actual physical articles are transmitted over to the other side of the Capitol, the Senate is kind of hold, throwing up their hands and say there's not much we can do here. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has said she is going to hang on to them for a little longer. Uh, she wants more time to like look at, first of all, the, the structures of a Senate trial. She particularly wants to know who is brought on President Trump's defense team, who is going to be out there arguing arguing his case on his behalf on the Senate floor. I think that would I think she thinks that would help kind of guide who she picks as House impeachment managers. But right now there are a lot of questions about exactly when this would proceed. We all kind of expected that this would happen right away, perhaps January sixth, when uh, when the uh, when when Congress returns back from the Christmas break. But um, aside from perhaps maybe a couple more private conversations between Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and his counterpart, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer. Um, I don't see us going too much anywhere over the next couple of weeks. You know, hypocrisy abounds in Washington, and it strikes me that Mitch McConnell used to want to go uh, you know, he, he used to want to just get this over with. Um, uh, Nancy Pelosi was pushing this. They were on on a, on such a timeline. Democrats in particular, they didn't want to wait for the courts uh, to, um, you know, force people from the administration to testify. Um, they wanted to get it done before Christmas. But now she's actually the one sort of holding things back. And Mitch McConnell is, is trying to make things go faster, sort of contradicting uh, the frustration by Republicans that everything was moving too fast in the House. So you know, at the end of the day, uh, Pelosi has exerted some power, I think, over McConnell and over Trump or shown them that she has power. But at the end of the day, what is this going to going to accomplish? Could she just not send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate? 
I mean, I guess she technically could avoid doing that. But if that is the path that she chooses, it's kind of a puzzling one because Republicans, and you, and you just alluded to this, Republicans have pointed out that Democrats have really stressed the time urgency of this impeachment process. It is the main reason why they did not decide to litigate the issues of the subpoenas, particularly the subpoenas that were being defied by the Trump administ- administration in the courts. The political reason is they know impeachment, it may not be the biggest political winner for some of their vulnerable Democrats in these key Trump districts. But their public argument is that they believe the president's actions, the president's behavior is such a warning, such a danger as we are fully in this election season. So for them to stress the time urgency and getting him impeached as soon as possible and then kind of dragging it out, Republicans are saying, wait, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and the leverage that uh, Democrats, at least the progressive wing of the of the caucus that have kind of first started to uh, first started to circulate this idea, they're saying, well, the president wants to be exonerated by the Senate. He wants to be acquit- not only acquitted, but fully exonerated. And he's, look- he's constantly looked at the Senate trial as a venue for him to do that. And the longer you kind of hold out that opportunity for him to be exonerated or acquitted, the more it'll drive him crazy. And we'll see how that pans out. Um, the president has kind of mocked uh, Nancy Pelosi for this strategy. But I did um, find Lindsey Graham's comments uh, y- uh, yesterday on Thursday interesting. He was at a meeting at the White House. He had spoken with the president. And Lindsey Graham said, the president is pretty mad. He wants a Senate trial right away. So perhaps this strategy works. It's more... Um, it could upset it, the president. It could upset the president. And I think that... He's already pretty upset. I mean, <laughs> if you saw him after after the impeachment vote or even during the impeachment vote, he was red in the face and, and, and screaming at that at that rally in, in Michigan. Exactly. So it's not... Initially, it's it wasn't so much of a leverage over McConnell and trying to get a Senate trial in their terms that they find favorable, although that's kind of the argument now, which Republicans still say doesn't make sense. But it's kind of a leverage over Trump because the president wants this trial and he wants it soon. It's like the, it's like the, uh, the aura of leverage. You know, it's the idea of leverage because, um, you know, I think Sungmin's totally correct on this. Nobody is pulling a fast one on Mitch McConnell, right? I mean, this is the guy that, that held up the Supreme Court seat. I mean, he has uh, got uh, shepherded the confirmation of a historic number of judges. Like, he's doing what he wants to do, and he can, you know, play along with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer for the moment. But when push comes to shove next month in January, when he wants to move forward, he'll find 51 Republican senators to vote yes on whatever he wants to move forward on, um, and that'll be it. I mean, then he'll have to talk to his own people, right? But there, there will be or there could be a moment where he can tell Chuck Schumer, thank you very much. And Nancy Pelosi, it's been great listening to you. But now I'm going to talk to my own Republicans and see what we can get 51 votes for. And we're just going to do it our own way. So the question of leverage, it, it's more I don't think there's a lot of pressure to push on Mitch McConnell. But for the moment, over the break, you know, these questions will continue to swirl. But I, I, I think it, it's the she doesn't really have this power, but I just find it to be, you know, as, as somebody who's kind of likes watching all of this Washington stuff, I find the idea that she could get the impeachment, but then not have to deal with the acquittal to be just kind of this master stroke that nobody was, you know, expecting, even if it doesn't end up that way. It's 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 fascinating. It's, it's weird, though. She, she it, sort it's of... a little weird, though. Like, right. Because think about there is a legal uh, 
dynamic here, right? And so if you think, uh, well, what did they say during the hearings? They said that, uh, I think it was Eric Swalwell or Ted Lieu who said that the president is on a crime spree and needs to be held accountable. So if this guy is on a crime spree, if you take the Democrats at their word that Trump is on a crime spree, so you charge the guy and then you say, well, trial, maybe, who knows, whatever. But the jury is stacked. We we have multiple people saying they're they're gonna they're gonna uh, they, they you know they're not impartial. So it's not it was never going to be a, a real trial. Uh, it, it was always this political event. Um, so but you know, like it, Andrew Yang said, they knew that at the very start. Sungman, what's your what's your final thought here uh, as as we head out the door to uh, to, to to a holiday break? Um, you know, what do you think um, at the end of the day will be the lesson of impeachment in twenty twenty for Democrats? For Democrats, um, I think that'll largely be determined at the ballot box in, uh, in November 2020. But I think, um, and Democrats have been trying to make this case too, and you see how um, Speaker Nancy Pelosi has tried to, um, ha- has had this balancing act. Because while um, impeachment was something that was clearly desired by a big part of the party's base early on, um, most of the party leadership, particularly the, those who are very attuned to the electoral capabilities and electoral needs of the Democratic Party. They know that impeachment is not the most important issue for Democrats. That's why you've heard presidential candidates like Andrew Yang, Bernie Sanders, I believe, have been the two most vocal. When they talk about impeachment, they talk about it, but they always pivot to other issues. They talk about the economy. They talk about health care and how that really matters. And that's why you've seen Pelosi kind of um, sandwich the impeachment vote, if you will, with votes on, for example, this massive trade deal that the House voted on before leaving uh, leaving for the holiday break. Um, they also voted on legislation to lower prescription drug prices. So they want to give this message to particularly those vulnerable House Democrats and saying, look, we can hold the president accountable. We can do our constitutional duties, but we didn't come to Congress, or most of us didn't come to Congress to do that. We, vote, we came to Congress to work on these policy issues that matter for the people and how much of that message breaks through in the next, um, you know, uh, 11, 12 months until November will be a really uh, major test for Democrats. It's so interesting because it, it's the, this historically bad week for him that stains his presidency. But at the same time, he can run on those things, too. He can run on USMCA and he will. Uh, and that, that, that was a huge, I think, political win for him that was sort of underneath the, the fog of, of impeachment. Marshall Sungman, thank you for joining me on the Daily DC Impeachment Watch. And thanks to our listeners. We've got a new episode every weeknight, so please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or on your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, leave us a rating or a comment. It really does help people find the show. We'll see you next week. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. 
Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.